happy Friday, everybody, or any time of the weekend, whenever you're listening here or watching here on YouTube. I'm AJ. As you guys should know by now, my co-host, Zach, will not be here today. He has family down there visiting him in, in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So um, I'm happy for him, and I hope he's having a great time down there. But the show must roll on as we uh, have episode 60 for you guys today. But I have my Did You See It of the Week, which is a very interesting stat that I found. Uh, the World Series is here, which it seems like just a snap of the finger, you know, and it's already here. Um, I feel like I was just celebrating opening day with Albert and Yachty beginning of their last season, and now it's already, you know, World Series time. But the NHL season is rolling on. The Blues are 3-2, and two, so I, have, I, I will be breaking down some of the Blues games that happened this week, uh, as well as some other league-wide news, some teams and, and games and, su- and such like that. I have a side segment today, and we're going to be starting to bring in side segments pretty much every episode, if we can, to spice it up a little bit. Something that uh, can kind of get you guys involved too, thinking uh, of, of of topics that you guys can also think about. Mine today is my least favorite athlete of all time, and it might surprise you guys, but I have that today, and we'll start bringing in new segments every day. Uh, NBA season is currently in week two already, and uh, so I have I have some league wide news as the Lakers are not looking good, and I've been getting a lot of comments from you guys on that, so thank you um, as they they are zero four, but. I'll be breaking down a lot of a lot of overreactions from teams as well as like you know the thing about the Utah Jazz that are one or three and one, and uh, they're kind of shocking the league right now. And the Orlando Magic, who a lot of people had hopes for, are zero and five. So I'll be breaking that all down though. College football week nine. I have my game picks for that. You know I'm not a huge college football guy, uh, but that that's Zach's usually Zach's segment. But I will be breaking down my picks there. NFL week eight is also here. I have my picks there and fantasy three three booms. And three busts for the week that I will be breaking down with you guys. But let's get it going with my did you see it? So I, I mentioned that stat that I saw. And that stat was very, very interesting. And I had to share it. Um, ben Simmons. Now, Ben Simmons has missed the last couple years of, of the basketball of basketball seasons um, due to several, several things. Injuries, um, you know, mental, mental stuff he's been going through. But this stat caught my eye. And he's never been a scorer. But he has 21 points this year and 18 fouls, which completely blows my mind. Uh, I know KD and Kyrie are doing a lot of the scoring over there, but he is averaging less than 10 points per game. I, I believe last night against the Bucks, he had six points. He didn't. He didn't even attempt a shot in the second half. And uh, yes, I mean it's super early, and I don't think this is the Ben Simmons will be seeing, um, you know, in game 20 on from the season. Uh, but it, it does catch my eye already. There, there's some. There's some drama going on there, and uh, he's not playing offensively like he needs to. And, you know, we see a lot of drama, and, and, and well-deserved, the Lakers deserve a lot of hate uh, for how they're, how they're playing right now. But I'll get into that as well. But um, I want to see that same energy for the Nets. And uh, the Nets are not playing good basketball. They're not winning games right now. So uh, I, think, I think they're well-deserved of, of some hate as well. Um, but let, I should probably start off with my side segment here of the day before we get into the world series and everything else. My side segment, as I mentioned, was the, my least favorite athlete of all time. And now you guys could be thinking, uh, you're, you're certain athletes that, and, uh, that's what, that's what I want this segment to be. I want you guys to be thinking about who's your least favorite athlete of all time. And we'll also bring in like Mount Rushmore's and stuff like that of, of different segments that, um, in, in sports that you guys can think of my least favorite athlete of all time. I catch your, um, I don't know, catch you off guard, surprise you a little bit, however you want to say it. But my least favorite athlete of all time, and I had, I had to think about this, is Trevor Bauer. And before all the stuff came out of what he's, he, he did 
Um, I he was already top three least favorite player of all time. I feel like he disrespects the game uh, with his antics, and you can say that about a lot of players. Uh, he just comes off as a complete jerk that I wouldn't want to hang around whatsoever. And then after hearing what he did, obviously we all know what he did. And if you don't look it up, uh, I don't want to really don't really want to talk about it. But uh, he's just a, a, I mean, he's an awful person. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's just my opinion, and I feel like that should be everybody's opinion. But uh, he's just an awful person, and he's my least favorite athlete of all time. Now he's a tremendous athlete, um, and that's why it was major news whenever he was suspended. I guess for two years or however long he was suspended for now he's been he's been serving that suspension but yeah he's my least favorite athlete of all time i thought about like a kevin durant I, i've never liked kd you know back when back when the uh lebron was on the Cavs, i really hated draymond green and as i've grown uh draymond has grown on me uh, i hated what he did with jordan Poole that whole inc- incident and we we discussed that in previous episodes um but i'm gonna roll with trevor bauer as my least favorite athlete of all time but Next episode, we'll bring in another segment for you guys. Uh, shoot us a DM. If you guys are listening to this or watching us here, shoot us a DM of who your least favorite athlete of all time is. I'd, I'd like to uh, like to hear about that. I might even post something on our story and uh, have, you guys, have you guys reply to that. But let's get it rolling uh, with all of our segments today. The MLB, the World Series is already here. We have the Phillies, uh, the wild card team that caught fire and made it, and the Astros, who have been the hottest team uh, not hottest team, I guess the best team all year long and pretty much favorites all year long. My pick in this series, and the crazy thing is, the Astros have not lost a game. They've not lost a single game. They've gone, what is it, 7-0? Seven, seven yeah, I guess 7-0. and uh, swept, the, swept the Mariners and then just took care of the Yankees. So yeah, 7-0 and going into the World Series here. The Phillies are red hot. Um, I'm going to go with the Astros. But with that being said, I don't think they sweep them. I think it's I think it goes deep. I think it goes six games. I think it's a six game series. I think the Astros come out on top. The series starts Friday night, um, as I'm filming here on a Thursday. The series begins Friday night in Houston. It's Justin Verlander versus Aaron Nola. Surprise, surprise, surprise. But I think pitching is going to be huge in the series. I like the Astros bullpen more. Overall, I like the Astros lineup a tad more, even though the potential that the Phillies lineup shows um, is, is definitely, you know, worth noting with Castellanos and Schwarber. And obviously Bryce Harper has been on a, a, you know, different planet right now. He's, he's just playing out of his mind, but the Astros have Jordan and Jeremy Pena has been really clutch for them. Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, guys that have been there before have, have been there, have done that before. So uh, I think it's going to be a great series though. I, I look forward to watching it. It's one of those things as a Cardinals fan, I don't really know what I want, you know, I, I, I would say I don't want the Phillies to win because I don't like the city of Philadelphia, Philadelphia. But um, is it one of those things that if they if they win, uh, does it make the Cardinals look you know our our collapse that we had? It doesn't look as bad, right? So I don't know. I think I'm going to cheer for the Astros. Um, I don't have that hatred towards them, even though that whole cheating scandal scandal I guess five years ago or so now. Um, man, almost five years from that cheating scandal. That's crazy. But yeah, I have the Astros in six. Some Cardinals news for Cardinals fans out there. A lot of stuff actually going down uh, here in St. Louis. Adam Wainwright has decided to return on a one-year deal for his final, I, I would imagine, final year of his career. Um, as you know, Albert and Yachty going out, we were very, we, you know, we were questioning is was Wayno going to go out too with them? Um, but he is he's coming back for one more. 
And also, Jeff Albert, hitting coach for the Cardinals, has stepped down. And Mike Maddox, pitching coach of the Cardinals, has stepped down. Skip Schumacher, uh, head head guy with Ollie there. Um, bench coach has has moved on to Miami and is signed to be their manager there in Miami for the Marlins. So a lot of a lot of new faces going to be here, and I see a lot of people saying maybe Albert Pujols for hitting coach. Which yes, that would be very cool, but part of me thinks Albert just wants to step away from the game. So we'll see how that goes. Um, some people said Yadi is pitching coach too, which I thought was interesting, but we'll see. We'll see what direction they go. They go with that. They did say they want to stay in house with that, uh, in the, in the organization, I should say. So, uh, it's going to be somebody either brought up or somebody pr- promoted to a role. I know Brian, I think it's Brian Eversgard, Eversgard, the, um, the, the bullpen coach is now, uh, promoted to some kind of higher up ranking in, in the, in the front office. So, uh, definitely something to keep an eye on this offseason as well as like, you know, we know we're missing a shortstop if we want to move Tommy Edmond to second base. And so there's a lot of shortstops on the market. Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson, um, Carlos Correa. There's going to be a lot of guys available as well as like a catching need that we need. There's Sean Murphy names being thrown out, uh, Wilson Contreras. So definitely something to keep an eye on guys, uh, especially for you Cardinals fans. I think there's going to be a lot of change this year. Uh, the, the big boys should still be here. Goldie, Nato, um, you're hoping for improvements from Tyler O'Neill to stay healthy, Dylan Carlson, um, maybe even a Jordan Walker on opening day next year in right field, him or Newt Barr probably in right, and and Tommy will be there. So um, it's, very, it's something to definitely keep an eye on. I think we also could use some pitching help. We have very, I mean, I think we have solid pitchers, but Quintana's on on the on the market now, so we'll see if he returns and we resign him. Jordan Montgomery will be here. Flaherty, they're hoping stays healthy the whole year and is dominant. But um, you know, there's a, there's one big name out there that's very injury prone. But Jacob Degrom will be a free agent, so I'm very interested if we go out and get a big name and kind of help bolster our rotation. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I have baseball wise. Again, if you guys have any questions, we're answering all DMs on Instagram. Not even questions. I mean, if you have questions, sure. But if you have comments or anything, just just let us know. We love uh, responding to you guys and getting to know some of you guys. And the NHL. The St. Louis Blues, as I mentioned before, are now three and two as they have uh, dropped their last two after starting three and zero. They played on Monday night against the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg, and I didn't think they played that awful, honestly. Uh, besides, the offense was just non-existent, and so they put—I I, I should mention—they they put Pavel Buchnevich on the IR. Uh, we signed Tyler Pitlick for for a one-year one one-year deal. What a name, Pitlick! What a name, uh, beauty, but. Um, we also are without Brennan Sod right now. He missed the he missed the game against the Oilers at home on Wednesday, which I will get into in just a second. But on Monday's game, the Jets winning four nothing against us. Uh, it was Thomas Grice's first start in net for the Blues, and I thought he was unbelievable. Honestly, I think he let me let me double check here. I think he had thirty something saves. He was he was rolling along, thirty nine saves out of forty two. Uh, I thought he was absolutely unbelievable. The two two of the three that he let in. Uh, I think one was through the five hole and then one, one other one, it was, it was, he should have saved. But besides that, I mean, he was just unreal and it's definitely not his fault. We lost that game. When you don't score anything, you're going to lose. So, uh, the blues lose four nothing in that one. And then on Wednesday, we played at home against the Oilers and we were very competitive with them. I mean, the Oilers are such a, you know, powerhouse when it comes to scoring and they get 40 to 50 shots. I've mentioned this before. They get to 40 to 50 shots a game, it seems like. And when you hold them, I think we held them under 30 shots. I can double check here. Um, we held them to 
27 shots on net. And so when you do that, you, you know, you're in a good spot to win. I thought Bennington was unbelievable, but we, we lost that one three to one. And um, our one goal coming from Ryan O'Reilly on a tip in, he, he caught it out of midair and, uh, and slammed it home. But yeah, I don't know. Just another tough loss, but again, I'm not blaming the defense. And that was our worry coming into the season was defense. Do we have, do we have the rugged guys to get it done? We have nice finesse guys, Tory Krug, Justin Falk. These guys move really well. They skate really well, but are, do we have those big rugged guys? And Preco, Pre, Colton Preco can be that, uh, but he hasn't, he, he hasn't shown probably what we all thought he could be, if that makes sense. So the Blues fall to three and two. We have a game tonight, Thursday night in Nashville, I believe. Yes, in Nashville. So uh, Nashville two, four and one. We're three and two. So hopefully we can get back on track tonight. It should be Thomas Grice in that as they don't want to play Benner back to back nights. But on Monday night, I think it was Monday night that Phil Kessel, I can double check here real quick. Monday night, yes, Monday night, Phil Kessel tied the record for the most games played in a row in NHL history. I think it was at 900 something. I don't want to, I don't want to mess that up, but it's 900 something for Phil Kessel, which is a tremendous feat that nobody, um, obviously nobody has reached. So, uh, that's amazing for him. He did it. He tied it against the Maple Leafs, which he came up with and started his career with. So the Maple, they lost or no, the Maple Leafs lost three to one to the Golden Knights at home. The Capitals beat the Devils on the road six to three. The Senators beat the Stars four to two. The Oilers beat the Penguins six three, and the Hurricanes beat the Canucks four to or three to two. And should I mention the Canucks now? I think I will. The Canucks are completely trash to say to say it nicely. They have uh, extremely underperformed, and they have a lot of drama going around in their organization right now. And um, it's just not a good look. They're 0 and 5 right now, 0 5 and 2 or 0 5 and 1, I believe. And uh, they're not scoring. They've had awful defense more than anything. And, you know, news coming out Jim, I think it's Jim Rutherford, their uh, president of operations there, has uh, kind of been throwing everybody under the bus. And there's kind of just name calling, uh, you know, calling out guys, which you hate to see. Uh, but he said, they had an awful camp before this, which you never want to hear, you know, in the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, calling that they, they have no um no what I forgot what he said. No um not formation, but no identity pretty much. Uh and that he's kind of putting it on Boudreaux there. And so uh Boudreaux saying that the players aren't playing hard enough, and like there's just a lot of just throwing everybody under the bus right now, which you hate to see to start the season. Um on Tuesday night, though, the Kraken beat the Sabres 5-1. to one. Seattle's been playing okay, guys. Hold on now. Hold on now. Seattle's been playing okay. Seattle is 3-3-2. Three, three, and two. And I don't know. Keep an eye on them throughout the year. They're, they're kind of scrappy and sneaky good here. The Bruins beat the Stars 3-1 to one as the Stars continue to uh, just struggle here. Oh, my bad. I was, I was not thinking about the Stars. Stars are 4-2-1. and one. I was thinking about somebody else there. I'll get to that in a second. Um, the Coyotes... Yes, the Coyotes beat the Blue Jackets six to three. Coyotes have playing been playing pretty decent ho- hockey as well. Uh, the Devils beat the Red Wings six to two, and I don't know if it was this week or it might have been Monday night. Let me double check here or Sunday. It was something where I have not covered it yet, but there's a tremendous play by Dylan Larkin that I, I have to talk about. The Kings were up three to two, I believe, in the last minute of the game against the Red Wings, and 
they had a wide open net. And I do not, I, off the top of my head, I do not remember who had the wide open net uh, for the empty netter to ice the game. And Dylan Larkin, captain of the Red Wings, is busting his butt down the ice, lifts the guy's stick last second. He had no idea he was behind him. He had, I mean, he could have shot it. He was well in the zone uh, right next to the net. And Dylan Larkin and lifted a stick. The pucks ro- rolls away. They come down, and I think it was Oscar Sundquist tied the game on an assist from David Perron, if I remember correctly. And the Red Wings went to overtime and ended up winning that. But if that's if that's not a message sent to the Red Wings for the rest of the year, that your captain's willing to lay it out on the first two weeks of the season and and save a game uh, that I mean it's not a huge must win game. It's just a normal regular season game, and so that really sets a tone. And um, I thought that was, in my opinion, the play of the year so far. But uh, again, on Tuesday night, the Wild beat the Canadians three to one. The Avs beat the Rangers on I think that was the ESPN game um, three to two. The Panthers lost at uh, on the road against the Blackhawks four to two. The Flames beat the Penguins at home four to one. The Kings beat the Lightning four to two, and the Golden Knights beat the Sharks four to two. That was on Tuesday night, and that's when Phil Kessel broke the official record for the most games played in a row, which is tremendous a tremendous feat because the next closest active player is like three hundred away. And then the third place is like 600 games away from that Ironman record. So that, that's a pretty tremendous feat there for um, Phil Kessel. And the Golden Knights are playing pretty good hockey too. And then on Wednesday night, the Oilers beat us 3-1, to one, as I mentioned. The Islanders beat the Rangers 3 to nothing. Uh, we're doing this new thing on our Instagram stories, an NHL player of the night and an NBA player of the night. And our player of the night, um, I guess the 26th of October, Wednesday, was Ilya Sorokin with a 41-save shutout against the Rangers. That was an unbelievable game from him, from the Russian. Um, and the Lightning be- beat the Ducks 4-2, to two, and both of those games were on TNT. So tonight, there's a lot of hockey games on, on Thursday night, and then, as, as you know, it's Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday. Friday has, a, has, has quite a few games, too. And then, I mean, it's a great time to be a hockey fan. It really is. But moving on, let's move on to uh, some NBA here. The NBA season is rolling along. Everybody's played four or five games here. And so let's break down some games from this week. On Monday, Raptors beat the Heat 98-90. Uh, go Raptors. I've been watching every game there. My, my Toronto Raptors have been playing very, very well. Pascal Siakam's on a mission this year. After getting third-team All-NBA last year, he's on a mission to uh, really you know, prove everybody that this is the guy who he is. And so far, he's been a top-five MVP candidate, in my opinion. He has been playing out of his mind. The 76ers, who have been struggling, they're now 1-4, and four, but on Monday they they have their one win of the year, 120-106 against the Pacers. And um, I, I want to hear from you guys through DMs and stuff like that, but I, I want to hear what you, guys, what you guys think the problem is in Philly. For me, it's they're too slow. You know, we, we, we are in a game now, and they scored 120, but we're in a game now where they just, everybody likes to get up and down and transition and move the ball. And this is the, also a problem I feel like like with the Lakers, when you don't have those shooters, um, and I'm not saying the Phillies doesn't have shooters. I mean, they have they have good shooters, Tyrese Maxey, Harden, Tobias Harris, but they don't have, um, they're just too slow. And I, for me, it's like James Harden does this whole dribble, 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 ISO. And if it's not him, it's Embiid, dribble, 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 ISO. And uh, just too, too focused on two guys. And that's how I feel. Uh, Dallas is going to hurt this year. That's where I feel Memphis is going to hurt this year. When you need other guys to step up and you need to move the ball well, that's not going to work out. When you need a bucket, those guys are the guys you want. 
But when it's a, a, a team game and you need everybody on the same page, especially I'm talking not regular season, I'm talking deep in the postseason, I think it's really going to hurt. And yes, I do. I think the Sixers still are a top six seed in the East for sure. But uh, something to keep an eye on. The Knicks are three and one. The Knicks are three and one now. Jalen Brunson been playing well. Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson holding it down in, in the paint. They've been playing well as they beat the Magic 115-102 on Monday. The Bulls beat the Celtics 120-102 on Monday. Uh, the Bulls are now 2-2. Two and two. The Celtics are 3-1. and one. That was their first loss of the season. The Rockets beat the Jazz, ruining the Jazz' perfect season. <laughs> who, would have thought, who would have thought you'd be saying that? Uh, but the Jazz lost 114-108 in Houston to the Rockets. I, th- I believe that's the game Jalen Green had 25, 26 points. He had 26 on 8-19 shooting. How about the Jazz, though? They lost that game, but I, I can't go without talking about them here. I mentioned them at the beginning of the episode. Laurie Markkinen, four games into the season, is, a, is an all-star. Jordan Clarkson playing well. Kelly Olynyk playing well. Colin Sexton off the bench. Um, they, they have some weapons to keep an eye on there in Utah. Do I think they're going to be a bottom five team in basketball this year? 1,000%. But uh, they're, they're playing hard right now, and they're, they're kind of fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. Um, also on Monday, the Grizzlies beat the Nets 134-124. How about that? A high-scoring game. I think Ja was our NBA player of the night that night. Yes, 38 points, seven assists. I believe he had eight rebounds. Uh, he was he was he was playing good basketball, man. And in my opinion, he's the MVP of the year of the league so far uh, this year. And he was my pick coming into the season. So hopefully, he can stay healthy. The Spurs beat the Timberwolves one fifteen to one hundred six. The Spurs are three and one. Everybody, the Spurs are three and one. That, that, they're playing good basketball over there. Coach Pop uh, running them running them well as always. And then the Trailblazers, 135 to 110 over the Nuggets. And a lot of people were saying in my comments that Nurkic really slowed down Jokic. And Jokic was in foul trouble with five fouls, uh, had nine rebounds, nine assists, but was only three of four shooting with nine points. Definitely something that's interesting. Michael Porter Jr. has been in and out of the lineup. They've been kind of load managing him after his couple back surgeries that he's had the last few years. Aaron Gordon had a really good night that night with 26. Uh, but Jamal Murray has been really struggling to shoot the ball as the Nuggets are three and two now, but um, he's been, he's been struggling to shoot the ball. The, the Blazers are the team that's, you know, along with the jazz kind of catching everybody's eyes. The Blazers are four and one and they had their first loss, I believe last night, but I'll, I'll get to that on Tuesday. The wizards beat the Pistons one twenty to 99. I have Bradley Beal and uh, Rui Hachimura on my fantasy team. So I am, Definitely uh, watching more Wizards games than I ever would, and also SLU alum Jordan Goodwin is is for the uh, for the Wizards. So awesome to see a SLU guy there. Uh, the Pelicans on TNT beat the Mavs one thirteen one eleven. The Mavs are one and two. They actually have a big game tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. So definitely keeping an eye on that one as the Nets are one and three and the Mavs are one and two. And I'm telling you guys, they're too Luca focused to go deep this year. They really are. I have them at the seven seed. As the season as the season ends, uh, but I um, the Thunder shocked the Clippers one hundred eight ninety four in OKC. It was actually a much uglier game than even that. Uh, what is that? A sixteen? No, twelve point win, fourteen point win, something like that. Um, yeah, it was a much worse game than that. I think OKC was up by like thirty at one point, which is unreal. The Suns beat the Warriors one thirty four one hundred five. And the big thing with that, the big storyline is Clay Thompson's first ejection of his career. He was going at it with Devin Booker. Um, if you don't, if you haven't seen that or heard about that, look that up. It's, it's definitely worth uh, worth checking out. Then on Wednesday night, 
the uh, 76ers were in Toronto against the Raptors. The Raptors won 119-109. Gritty win for my raps last night. It was fun to watch. Uh, on the very late game that night, the Nuggets beat the Lakers 110-99. The Lakers had it tied at half, had an awful third quarter like they've had all year long. And speaking of the Lakers, I, ha- I have to say it. Uh, I, I've watched all four games. And honestly, be- I mean, the shooting is atrocious. Worse than NBA history through four games. Three-point shooting. Everything else, I love. I love their defensive. Uh, I mean, their defensive efficiency right now is unreal. Um, I think they're third in NBA in defense, defensive efficiency. They're kind of in the same thing where they, they're they too slow. They're too slow, and they run in a half-court offense in a game where you need to speed it up and have guys running the, running the um, sides of the court and filling lanes, and uh, they're, they're not having those guys right now. I like Lonnie Walker's, um, Lonnie Walker's play so far. I like his game so far. I like uh, even, I mean, Damian Jones off the bench as a center. I like him the other night. AD honestly has been playing okay. And I've never been a guy that's put it all on Russ. Um, and they're going to start using Russ off the bench. We'll see how that goes. But the biggest thing is they need shooting. If you can find a way to get a buddy healed here and Miles Turner, oh, you're a contender. And I really don't care what anybody says about that because that's facts. I mean, LeBron is playing at an all-time high level still. AD has been playing great. He just needs to stay healthy. You had Buddy Heald shooting, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, uh, Miles Turner defensively down low. He can stretch the floor and space it. There's just no spacing right now. And that's making it hard for LeBron to get into the lane. That's making it hard for AD to get into the lane. And uh, they just need spacing. They really do. But everything else I've, I've really liked from their season. And yes, they're 0-4. And if, if you're a casual out there just looking at the box score, you're going to see they're 0-4 and they're losing games. And you're going to say, oh, they're, three point, they're not hitting any three-pointers. Uh, they, they're awful which I don't like the roster construction at all, but I think Dar- Darwin Ham- Darwin Ham has had, had a tremendous season coaching, honestly, so far. I think he's mi- mixing and matching well. All games have been winnable. And last year we had too many games, uh, as a guy that follows the Lakers, there's been too many games that aren't winnable. And this year they've had games that all four have been winnable. Even that Warriors game at the beginning of the year, uh, that first game, um, they were down seven and a half in the third quarter, run. Last night against the Nuggets, Tied at half, third quarter, a run. Against the Blazers, coughed it up at the end. You've had all these games that you could win if you would knock down some shots and uh, not give up those awful third quarter, you know, just playing awful in the third quarter. So, yeah, th- that's my little rant on the Lakers right now. The Cavs beat the Magic 103-92. Donovan Mitchell has been playing out of his mind for the Cavs this year so far, and they're even without Darius Garland right now. And they're, they're playing really good basketball as they are now 3-1 and one on the year. The Hawks beat the Pistons 118-113 in Detroit. And the Hawks are proving me wrong so far. They're 3-1. and one. Detroit 1-4. One and four, uh, Just not rolling so far. But they're young. I mean, I, I said this about the Magic, and I'll get into them in a second. The Magic are 0-5. The Pistons are 1-4. and th- four. I mean, these are just young teams with tons of potential. But, I, I mean, I've been saying it for a long time now. They're at the whole offseason, and now they're not, they're not going to be anything special this year. Um, Pistons or uh, yeah, Pistons or the Magic, but in future years and when everybody gets familiar with each other, they will be just fine. Um, the Knicks beat the Hornets one thirty four one thirty one in overtime. Jalen Brunson, I believe, had fourteen assists and twenty seven points. I believe um, as as the Knicks pulled that one out. Hornets honestly not been playing that bad. Two and two without Lamelo Ball, been playing decent. The Bucks on ESPN. That was the early game on ESPN. Beat the Nets 110-99. I did my little rants on the Nets already at the beginning of the episode. Bucks are 3-0. Giannis has had 
two straight 40-point games, uh, dominating number one player in basketball. The Bulls beat the Pacers at home 124-109. The Pacers, I mean, the Pacers are not good by any means. I, I don't want you guys to get me wrong. They're one and four. One, one thing that caught my eye uh, in that game was Terry. I don't remember his first name. Terry is his last name, and he played for Arizona. Teammates with Benedict Matherin in at Arizona. Now, Matherin is my rookie of the year choice. has been unreal so far for the Pacers. And Terry plays for the Bulls. At the end of the game, 124, or I think it was 124, 107, whatever it was. And uh, he had it just run out the clock at half court. And Mathering went up and, st- and acted like he was just going to dap him up or something. And then stole the ball and went on a fast break. And Terry fouled him. And didn't look real happy about him about about it. He helped him up and then gave him a little nudge. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, look it up. It's pretty funny because uh, it's not just something you don't do at the end of the basket at, at the end of the game. But he wanted to do it against his former teammate and and, and buddy. So I thought that was interesting. The uh, Timberwolves beat the Spurs one thirty four one twenty two. Biggest storyline for me uh, in that game is, is Anthony Edwards playing out of his mind. Thirty four points. I think he had nine rebounds or nine assists. It was it was one or the other here. Uh, nine assists. Yeah, so Anthony Edwards is playing great. Has had, out of the five games, he's had three 30-point games, a 20-plus point game, and then a nine-point game. And that's my biggest thing with Anthony Edwards. He cannot, if they want to take that next step, he can't be streaky. He's got to be that 30-point guy every single night uh, for them to be dominant. But the Wolves sit at 3-2, and two, and they actually play the Lakers on Friday night. So uh, that'll be a good one to watch. The Jazz played the Rockets again and won 109-101. As the Jazz are now four and one, I didn't even see that game last night. <laughs> the Jazz are now four and one. Larry Markin at twenty four, uh, twenty four and nine. And then the last game last night on Wednesday was the Heat beating the Blazers to give them their first loss of the year. The Heat won one nineteen to ninety eight. You know, and as I watched the Heat versus um, Raptors the other night, because I've been catching every Raptors game with NBA League Pass now, but with the Heat, I I just don't like them. Like now that I've, I've watched them, Tyler Hero is just so annoying. Kyle Lowry, Toronto Raptors legend, uh, is very annoying to watch when he's not on your team. And uh, I don't know. I just don't like them. I don't know what it is, but uh, I think they're going to be still really good this year. And I think they'll be a top five seed in the East. Tonight, we have uh, four games on the slate. The Mavericks are in Brooklyn to face the Nets. The Clippers are playing the Thunder again in OKC. The Heat are in Golden State to play the uh, Warriors. And the Grizzlies are facing the Kings for the Nate, the other late night game uh, tonight. So some good games tonight. Friday though is going to have a pretty much everybody playing, which is which is always fun. Um, moving on to college football though, I was trying to think if I had anything else NBA to discuss, and I don't think I do. I will be giving you guys my uh, my phone can load here. Holy cow! Yes, college football week nine picks. So we actually have two ranked games. Going on tonight on Thursday night football, uh, number twenty-four NC State is at home against Virginia Tech. I do have NC State winning that one, even though they've dropped a couple now after starting off real hot. Utah on the road at Washington State. I have Utah winning that. Number fourteen Utah. Uh, I could see an upset there. Washington State's uh, been been pretty scrappy in the Pac-12 this year, but I do have Utah on that one. On Saturday though, this is when all the big games are right. So Mizzou is playing at South Carolina. I have South Carolina, number twenty-five in the country, winning that one. Uh, Ohio State at Penn State, number two in the country versus number 13 in the country. And I feel like this is the game everybody's marked on their, as a college football fans have, have marked on their calendar for this weekend. I do have Ohio State winning 
on the road at Penn State, though. Definitely a game to watch. Number seven, TCU at West Virginia. 7-0 TCU making a real push for that college football playoff. And the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers are 3-4. and four. I have TCU big on the road this week at West Virginia. Notre Dame at the at number 16, Syracuse. The Orange Men are 6-1, and one, and I have them pulling out this one on ABC at 11 a.m. Central Time. Florida at number one, Georgia. Florida, such an up-and-down roller coaster of a season, right? Uh, and number one, Georgia, just been rolling along. I have Georgia winning this one. Uh, if it was at Florida, might be closer than what people think, but uh, I do have Georgia at home in this one. Number eight, Oregon. At Cal, I have Oregon winning this one. Oregon's probably, unless you want to say TCU, the hottest team in football right now, uh, along with Tennessee, too. I don't want to don't wanna short shortchange Tennessee. Um, but, yeah, I have Oregon in that one. Number nine, Oklahoma State at number 22, Kansas State. I have Kansas State at home with the dub in this one, pulling off an upset there. I just think home field advantage in college football is real, more than probably any other sport. And uh, so I have Kansas State winning that one at home. Number 10, Wake Forest at Louisville. Louisville 4-3, and three, Wake Forest 6-1. and one. Here's an ACC matchup for you. Zach, if you're listening, I do have Wake Forest winning this one. Uh, I feel have them going 7-1 and one after this game. Number 17, Illinois having a really great year, 6-1 and one at Nebraska. Nebraska really not good. Um, a lot of a lot of turmoil going on there, firing their coach and everything. I have Illinois on the road winning that one at Nebraska. Number 20, Cincinnati at UCF. Here's an upset for you. I have UCF at home. Um, they're always kind of underrated, I feel like, and I, I have them beating Cincinnati at home. Number 19, Kentucky at number 3, Tennessee. Another game, everybody. Um has probably marked on their calendar as college football fans. I have Tennessee winning this one at home, um, but it's Kentucky versus Tennessee, and they're both ranked teams. Wouldn't you think this is college basketball? <laughs> but both teams are playing unreal. Will Levis is, is playing phenomenal for Kentucky, uh, arguably the number one quarterback coming in to the NFL draft next year. And Tennessee beating Alabama, number three in the country now, have been absolutely dominant all year at 7-0. and And uh, Hayden, I think it's Hayden Hooker. Hendon Hooker uh, has, has 18 touchdowns and one interception this year. That's pretty solid. So I have Tennessee winning that one in a, in a pretty close one, though. That's a 6 o'clock game on ESPN Saturday night. Then let's get a, another Pac-12 matchup. Another Pac-12 matchup. Number 10, UC, USC at Arizona. Arizona has had a really rough last couple of years. They're 3-4 and four this year. I have USC winning that one uh, at Arizona. Michigan State at Michigan. Huge rivalry game. I have Michigan at home with this one. Michigan State was in the top 15 ranked to begin the year, and now they're three and four. So I got Michigan winning that one. Another big upset, guys. I have number 15 Ole Miss losing on the road to Texas A&M. A&M, another team ranked in the top. I think they were even top 10 to start the year, and they're three and four. Has Jimbo Fisher and them guys have not performed well, um, but I have them pulling up the upset at home against Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming off a loss, I believe, last week to LSU, am I correct on that, guys? Hopefully I can double-check that. Yeah, it's a big loss. That's what I was thinking, 45-20 to LSU. Uh, Pittsburgh at number 21, North Carolina. I have North Carolina winning this one at home to go 7-1. and one. And then the last game, the late-night game at 9-30, Stanford at number 12, UCLA. I have UCLA going to 7-1 and one and continue to, continuing to roll along um, behind Dorian Thompson Robinson, who has 17 touchdowns and three interceptions, three interceptions this year. So um, UCLA has really been been playing some good football. So those, those are my week nine picks for college football. And then let's finish off with some NFL here, guys. 
We have our game our game picks. Should I do game picks first or fantasy first? I think I'm going to do game picks first. Yeah, so let's start with Thursday Night Football, which is tonight's big matchup. The 4-3 and three Ravens at the 3-4 and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have, lo- have lost their last two games to the Steelers and to the Panthers. Now, if you would have, if you would have told that to me in the regular in the off season, I would have laughed because that's unreal. I do have the Buccaneers winning tonight. I think their offense gets rolling. I think their defense plays better. I have them rolling tonight um, and beating the Ravens. So on Sunday, let's start with the London game: Broncos at the Jaguars. I'm going Broncos, and I, I think Russell should be healthy for this one. Um, but I, I just I know a lot of people have the Jags in this one. Both teams are two and five in London, neutral field. This is my last week betting on the Broncos. It, it's my last week I'm giving them a chance. So I got the Broncos. Panthers at the Falcons. Got the Falcons winning at home in this one. Panthers, big upset last week against the um against the Buccaneers. They played pretty well against the Rams earlier in the season as well. Falcons, on the other hand, besides uh besides the game against the Bengals, have been really competitive um in every single game. And so uh, I got the Falcons in that one. Bears at the Cowboys. I absolutely hate this matchup because I have to pick one of them to win. I absolutely hate it. Three and four Bears, five and two Cowboys. The Bears proved me wrong on Monday night this week against the Patriots. But with that being said, I have the Cowboys rolling at home uh, pretty easily, honestly. That might be my, for people doing a survivor league out there, that might be my survivor pick. The Dolphins at the Lions. Dolphins are four and three with Tua back now. The Lions are one and five. A lot of, a lot of me says the Lions are going to do pull an upset this week. A lot of me just, I, I just believe that. But with that, with that being said, I am going to go with the Dolphins this week. I think the Dolphins, I'm going to just going to bet on Tua and Tyreek and Waddle and the Mostert and Gasecki and all them guys to pull it out. But uh, I'm not liking that pick at all. The Cardinals at the Vikings. I got the Vikings moving to six and one after after this game, and uh, that is because for one reason really, the Cardinals defense gave up uh, 30 30 plus to the Saints, and I just feel like. The Vikings are just going to exploit that defense and, and light them up. The two and four Raiders at the two and five Saints. Same exact reason I'm picking the Vikings over the Cardinals is why I'm picking the Raiders over the Saints. The Saints defense has disappointed me so much this year. I drafted them in fantasy. I thought they were going to be really good this year. They are giving up buttloads of points. And off- offensively, Kamara is is whatever right now. But Michael Thomas still out. Jarvis Landry is still out. They're starting Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston. Very interesting. I know Andy Dalton had four touch tutties against the uh, against the Cardinals last week on Thursday night, and but he had, he did have three picks, so definitely something to keep an eye on there. I don't know if he'll even last the whole game. I'm not I'm not a hater on Andy Dalton. I just think Jameis gives them a better chance to win. The Patriots, the Patriots at the Jets. I have the Patriots winning three to four. I had the Patriots are three and four versus the five and two Jets. I don't know why I said okay, yeah, but I do have the Patriots on the road winning this, and that's because. No hate towards the Jets. I, I fully believe in the Jets, honestly. Um, the Patriots own them, though. The Patriots absolutely own the Jets. And I just feel like even though the Patriots laid an egg on Monday night against the Bears, I think they get rolling. Ramondre Stevenson, hopefully Damian Harris gets some touches because that dude's not not been, you know, they're not using him at all. But I do have the Patriots um, going to 4-4 four and four in this one. The Steelers on the road at the Eagles. The Eagles are going to go to 7-0. and oh. There's... I know the Steelers upset the Buccaneers, but I don't see the, them doing the same thing to the Eagles. The Titans at the Texans. I have the Titans winning on the road. Really kind of like the Dolphins-Lions game. I was thinking about picking the Texans in this one, but they're 1-4-1, one, and, one, and they're at a they're at a point where you could kind of just tank and get, get a chance to get Will Levis or 
Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to do that. So I had the Titans moving to five and two and winning that one. The commanders at the Colts, three and four commanders, three, three and one Colts. Colts, big news this week, benching Matt Ryan. They're going to go with Sam Ellinger out of Texas. And uh, the commanders are rolling with Taylor Heineke this week, this week. So two scrappy under, undersized QBs. Um, and I, I do have the Colts in this one, uh, in a really close one though. I could see it coming down to a late, late game situation, field goal to win it type of situation. Um, cause the commanders are scrappy. Uh, the Niners at the Rams. In my opinion, this might be my must watch game this week. I'm going to go with the Niners on the road to force the Rams to three and four. And I think the Niners get to four and four. I still have the Niners, even though, as you guys can see and, and should know, I'm a Seahawks fan, but I do have the Niners winning this one. On the road, I think they use Christian McCaffrey more. And even though Debo Samuel's a little banged up, I keep hearing, I think that might even mean they use McCaffrey even more. So um, another 325 game central time, the 6-1 and one Giants at the 4-3 and three Seahawks. The one game this week between two teams that are both over 500. And you guys already know. You guys already know. I'm picking the Hawks this week to, uh, I guess, pull off the upset against the Giants. And uh, it's kind of Giants, same thing as the Jets. It's not that I don't believe in them. Uh, I definitely, I think, believe more in the Giants than the Jets. But in Seattle's a different story. The team's rolling right now. The the, the fans are going to feel that. They're going to, you know, provide the energy. And so, um, I have the Seahawks going to five and three, and still leading lead, leading that division. And then Sunday night, the Packers, the Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. I have the Bills winning this one. I, after some Aaron Rodgers comments this week, I was thinking about picking the Packers, but I am going to go Bills in this one. And, uh, I just, I just can't rely on that Packers, um, offensive core and, and really just wide receivers. And Aaron Jones has not popped off besides two tutties this week. AJ Dillon's been kind of, uh, invisible, honestly. So I have the Packers at three and five after this game, which is crazy, but the Bills are. The Bills, um, obviously favorites by pretty much everybody this year. So they're, I have them going to six and one. And then on Monday night, the Bengals at the Browns. I am going to go with the Browns as a huge upset this week. If you guys did not know, Jamar Chase is out four to six weeks for the Bengals, um, which is really going to hurt them. And I had the Browns kind of already picked as an upset pick this week. Um, so I have the Browns win that one. And I have no faith in the Browns. I don't think they're good at all, but it's one of those games. Kind of like this last Monday that we saw the Bears beat the Patriots. You guys can't pick the favorites every week. You got to pick some upsets. That's my upset. That's my big upset this week. Um, I should give you guys... Let me get Zach's picks for you guys real quick. He sent them to me. Here we go. Zach picked the Ravens over the Buccaneers, the Jaguars over the Broncos, the Cowboys over the Bears, the Falcons over the Panthers, the Lions over the Dolphins, Okay, he went with the Lions over the Dolphins. I feel that. Okay, okay. He picked the Vikings over the Cardinals, the Raiders over the Saints. He picked the Patriots over the Jets, Eagles over the Steelers, Titans over the Texans, Commanders over the Colts. Okay, there's an upset. Niners over Rams. I agree. He picked my Seahawks over the Giants. I love you, Zach. Appreciate it. <laughs> he picked the Bills over the Packers. He picked the Bengals over the Browns on Monday night. Very interesting. Okay. Oh, he also gave college football. I didn't even see this. Holy cow, I didn't even see this. Let me guys get... You guys are still listening. Let me give you college football picks. He he picked K-State over Oklahoma State, Wake Forest over Louisville, Nebraska over Illinois in an upset, Cincinnati over UCF, Mizzou over South Carolina in an upset. He probably did that just for the Mizzou fans out here. He picked Tennessee over Kentucky, USC over Arizona, 
Michigan over Michigan State, Ole Miss over A&M, and North Carolina over Pitt, and then he picked UCLA over Stanford. And he, he said, for you guys out there, he said one, 100% correct. So there, <laughs> there you go. My three fantasy booms and three fantasy busts for this week, guys. My three fantasy booms. One, Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker. Now, it's not a homer pick because I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm not biased about that. Kenneth Walker has been rolling right now. And the Giants defense have given up the most 25-yard and, and more gains from running backs this year. I think it's seven already this year. So Kenneth Walker is due for a big game. Tyler Boyd, another another one for me. Jamar Chase will be out uh, four to six weeks. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, their usage is going to be going up. And Tyler Boyd also had a huge week last week. And I don't want to really talk about it because I left him on my bench in fantasy, and it still hurts me because I lost by like six points, and he got like 30 last, last week. So Tyler Boyd due for a big week. And then a little one off the board a little bit, Hunter Renfro for me. For the Raiders, they're going to put up a lot of points against that Saints defense that has been, that has been beat up and struggling. I got Hunter Renfro with a big week. My three busts, Damian Harris. He's not getting any touches for the for the Patriots right now. He was also banged up. But with him getting no touches and Ramondre Stevenson just rolling along right now and playing great football, I have Damian Harris as a bust. Jamal Williams for, for the Lions. DeAndre Swift is back. Jamal Williams' touches are going to go down. Jamal Williams has a bad week. And then I'm going to go with the Saints defense. They've been giving up points in bunches right now. And that Raiders offense can score. Uh, but they also give up a lot defensively. But offensively uh, for the Raiders, they're going to light up that Saints defense. So those are my three busts for the week. And then let me find you, Zach's. He posted them on our Instagram. I'm going to shout out on Instagram. If you're not following us already, A2Z Sports Talk. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're very active. His three locks were Derek Henry at Houston. I like that one. I saw that one. That's why I didn't pick it. I didn't want to have the same as him. Uh, the Bark, uh, he had Saquon Barkley at Seattle. Um, I hope that's not right, but he had that as a lock to pop off. And he actually had Alvin Kamara versus Vegas as, as a guy to pop off. And his one sleeper, of course, is the Cowboy. He picked Tony Pollard versus the Bears to pop off this week. But those were our fantasy help, uh, fantasy advice, I should say. Um, I saw, I, I mean, I've been watching a little bit of English Premier Soccer, uh, English Premier League Soccer. So I, I want to be talking a little bit more about that in the future here, as well as, you know, obviously new segments we're going to be bringing in. But um, this is the only episode for this week because it's just me. Uh, but we definitely wanted to get at least one episode out. But we went over, obviously, MLB, NHL, NBA, college football, NFL, a side segment. Very fill, filled episode. And I couldn't take my water breaks like I usually do. So I am uh, my throat's getting dry from talking so much here. But we appreciate you guys so much for listening. Again, I'm going to shout out our TikTok. We are almost at 4,600 followers. We are currently at 44,500 plus followers. So thank you guys so much for that. Go follow on TikTok. We're very active on there, posting every day, going live every day. Follow us on Instagram. We're at, we're at over 450 followers. We're on our way to 500 there. Go follow us on Twitter. We only have like 40 followers on Twitter, but we're very active on Instagram, Twitter. We answer every single DM on Instagram. So guys, go give us a follow. We love talking to you guys. A to Z Sports Talk to the top. We hope we uh, we hope you guys love it. We want to keep growing sharing our knowledge with you guys, helping you guys out. And so, uh, yeah, keep keep uh, keep running up the numbers, guys. Follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You guys already know, subscribe on YouTube. Even if you don't watch on YouTube, a, a subscribe on YouTube really helps us out and all the views and, and likes matter. So, um, yeah, guys, I don't think I have anything else for today, but we will be back on Monday with another episode recapping everything that happened this weekend. Much love, everybody. 
and uh, enjoy your week. Let's go. Thank you.